Okay, episode one of Game of Thrones podcast, which we have yet to make a name for. This <laughs> is the currently nameless Game of Thrones podcast. A podcast has no name. Uh, the, the podcast <laughs> with no name. Yes. Yes. Uh, if you have better ideas, leave them in a text to us. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Well, by the time we post this, we'll have to have put a name to it. So it's almost, well, we'll probably change it for episode two. Absolutely. A podcast that changes every... A <laughs> podcast that changes name. See, the thing is, because we're so associated with the North, I would hate to have a podcast named after something in, you know, in Essos. No, it's awful. Face, the Faceless Men. No, we wouldn't want that. We don't want to be associated Were with Were they that. in Bravos or Pentos? I always confuse the two, mm. the two locations. Because wasn't... Bravos. They were in Bravos because Pentos is where Daenerys goes. Yes. And that's where Magister Illyrio... Yes. So here, here we go. Before we even start a topic, what is a magister? Oh fuck! Um, See, I don't know. I kind of when I, when I was watching it, just assumed it was like the magistrate, some sort of high-ranking government official. Yes, that they just had to shorten the name, or I don't know. George R. R. Martin just <laughs> did something with the name, and <laughs> yeah, we just did, we just we roll with it now. They, you know, it's a, yeah. Could you imagine if they actually made? Illyrio look how he was described in the that'd books. Be, that'd be terrible. I mean, imagine if John looked like how he did in the books. No one would watch the show. Or Kit if, Harrington was way more attractive. Or Ramsey. Yeah. Ramsey had like face boils. Well, no one talks about. You that. know what Arya's nickname was? Oh. Horse face. <laughs> Arya's nickname was literally horse face. But they said she looked like Ned. So I guess Ned kind of had a horse face too. I don't think the Starks were supposed to be attractive, except for Sansa. Which is yes, what, because she's a Tully. Because she looks like a Tully. Yeah, and Catelyn was supposed to be attractive. Well, I think Rob also because they said that Rob and Sansa really had the auburn hair look and the Tully look and everything like that. Yes, and from all accounts, the Tullys are far better looking than the Starks. Yes, yeah, a hundred percent. Except for Edmure. <laughs> except for, except for did not look good before being captured he actually unpopular opinion i'm going to say right now hot take i think edmure telly looks better after he's been a prisoner for like seven eight months than like like when he shows up when jamie comes in to talk to him yes i thought well, he looked better then than he did when he was telling rob about taking the mill yeah, so after he's been a prisoner for three years. <laughs> I said eight months. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Three years. And, and, <laughs> three years well, into a prisoner of war. Great. Ja- Jamie said he's a potent man, right? <laughs> a wife he hasn't seen since his wedding day. I heard you have a son. Very potent, potent man. man. <laughs> I haven't seen her since my wedding night. <laughs> you know, we could have a, a castle for your son and, and knights of his own. Do you, th- you think you're a good man? Tell me, how do you live with yourself? <laughs> so stupid. Everyone has to tell themselves that they're decent. <laughs> Wait, I think in my soundboard, I have some Game of Thrones. Oh, let's see. Wait. If your gods are real, and if they're just, <laughs> why is the world so full of injustice? Because of men like you. <laughs> there are no men there like me. There are no men like me. Just me. Only me. Only me. Fuck legendary great scene you know <laughs> we have not even talked we about what we're talk- supposed to say we haven't even we haven't even introduced 
ourselves or the podcast yet. Exactly. But these are the important things. One thing that the show actually did better than the book before we introduce ourselves is, first of all, the Rob and Jamie conversation that they yes. have when Rob unleashes his dire wolf just to scare the shit out of Jamie. Yes. And then the two conversations that Catelyn has with Jamie instead of just one. Even though I could tell in the book, the book or the show basically just split up the one long conversation into two because they pretty much talked about the same things. Yeah. But. I thought it was better executed also. Yes. Because one long one would have taken, I would have gotten bored. Yeah, you would have gotten bored. And then here's the other thing. Rob wasn't even there, you know, during the whole conversation no. with, that Catelyn had with with Jamie. But, <laughs> you know, whatever. Okay, so. All right. To introduce ourselves. Should I go first? Yeah, I thought you were going to go first. Okay, I'll go first. And then first. we'll do, like, name. Yep. How we're, like, if you've read the books, seen the show, etc. Okay. All right. Uh, Andrew DeSino. Uh, from House Stark, I'm a Northerman, and I have Jon Snow's long claw on my wall. I have his wig, well, not a wig, his wig, I guess, my wig of his hair on my shelf. I have the five books, and I am currently on the third one, A Clash of Kings, right now. So that's where I'm at. But obviously, I know everything that's happened in the show. I've probably watched the show about. Certain episodes, I would say I, I, I've I've hit four times through, maybe five. All the rest, probably twice. Yeah, that would, that's a fair fair representation. Jacob Katzman, also from the north, dressed up as Rob Stark for Halloween. Um, still have the direwolf pendants and the cloak, and I kind of want to get the actual like fur one. So yes. that'll really solidify me. I also want to get the fur one. I want to get the one that's $300 on Amazon. I've been looking at the same thing. Um, because there's no point in getting the cheap one. No, why would you get like a $40? It's going to fall up. You know, the, the fur is going to shed still. Yeah. No, you want the you want the good one. Because how many... Cl- it's not like you get multiple cloaks in your life. No. You get one, you get you, one good one cloak, cloak. One beaut. What, what's, what's bigger? <laughs> one or five? <laughs> One army <laughs> with purpose and a strong commander. <laughs> Our purpose died with the Mad King. Oh God! I think I've seen season six, episode ten, at least nine or ten times. I actually yes. will just load yep. it up and just watch that whole thing through. Yeah, and and we were watching yesterday. Uh, the 10 minute YouTube clip titled The Tower of Joy, just to see, see the transition of the baby's face go right to John's face with the music coming on. Oh, great music. Do, 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 do. The only. The I'm only, getting emotional thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the only negative part about that scene, almost like the sourness in your mouth, was the look Littlefinger gave Sansa. Like, should have been you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, he's, a, he's a snow. You're a Stark. Well, Leanna uh, Mormont said it best. Are you a Stark? Are you a Lannister? Are you a Bolton? Last I heard you were a Bolton. That should be another episode topic right there. We, that's another one. The, the what many, the, the many Sansa's of, last name? Yeah, what's her last name and the many flaws of Sansa Stark? 
I don't know why people do people actually this is a question, a poll question. Do people actually like Sansa? Genuinely. We're gonna like alienate her. a ton of potential audience here. <laughs> I don't like her. I don't like Sansa. I don't like her either. Because because I think if she, she wants to be queen in the north like she was in the show, you you're you have to be loyal, like deadly loyal to a fault. And that great transition into what we're talking about. A man who is deadly honorable and loyal to a fault, Ned Stark, the head of the Stark household for a while. In one season. For one season until uh, until they chopped his head off. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, put it on a spike, whatever. Yep, you know, and just... then Joffrey made Sansa look at her dead... <laughs> For Oral dead Ned. <laughs> I was going to bring that up later. Yeah. I was going to bring up exactly poor old dead Ned when poor we got to topic. Uh, Ned. Yeah, what, probably what, three or four. Topic three. But topic one. Is topic one where Ned went wrong? I thought that was going to be the general. The gen- I, I thought the episode title would be the yes. name of the show and then where Ned went wrong, episode one. Agreed. So where Ned went wrong, topic. Okay, next. Would Ned have told John about his mother next time we talk? Because we all see this when, you know, everyone goes their separate ways in episode two or whatever it was. And then, you know, they're a couple miles outside Winterfell. And then you could either turn up north to the wall or, or, or go south on King's Road. And Ned had that convo with John. And he says, you are Stark. You meant to have my name. And then he says, you know, We'll talk about your mother next time I see you. Do you think he would have? Okay, so I have just contextual concerns about it with like where would he have met John, the quote unquote, next time we talk, right? So the first time Ned even has an opportunity to leave King's Landing and see John is really for me when Varys comes down after they've imprisoned Ned and says, if you, you know, swear your loyalty to Joffrey, they'll have you take the black and go to the wall. It's better than dying, right? Yep. So if we take that as the first time, if if season one John, who had been at the wall for, at that point, a couple months, right? Yep. Um, and been traveling with the, with the brothers for a little longer than that, I don't know how he would have reacted. I don't know if Ned would have really been able to, like, get to it, like, quickly. Here's... M- my thought is... Right, Ned swore promise to Liana, right? Promise me, Ned, promise me, Ned. And once you're in the Night's Watch, aren't you protected from the powers of the rest of the realm? You don't get involved in those wars. So I think Ned was just waiting, right, for at least John to have sworn his vows. And then I think once the point when John swore his vows and is officially a brother of the Night's Watch, I don't think he would have been worried about telling John who his real mother was. And I don't think he would be concerned that they anyone would try and kill John. E- even if, even if the Robert... mother. I don't know about the father. I don't think he would have told John he's a Targaryen, if we're going with what happens in the show. So you think he would just say, your mom's actually my sister? I think... And then he's like, well, then who's, who's my dad? Because obviously Starks don't incest. Yeah. So- I think... Okay, that's that's interesting, right? Because at that point, he's not touchable, 
right? right. Once he's in the once he's in the watch, King Robert can't you know come down and say you know if anyone finds out word gets out of Castle Black, no one can come in and say that's a land uh, not a Lannister, that's a Targaryen. We need to get rid of him. We need to kill him because um, it's a remnant of a forgotten house or that they're hoping to extinguish. But I still think Ned might not have told him the truth just because for the Targaryen side of it, just because even within the Night's Watch, a lot of the veterans of it are Targaryen loyalists, right? Alistair Thorne, um, anyone who's in the Night's Watch was formerly of a house that's been dismantled. All those houses were dismantled for being loyal to the Targaryens and being wiped out and then having you know one or two of them captured and thrown to the wall. Right. I don't think it would have incited anything there. I don't think, you know, Alistair Thorne was going to turn around and say the Night's Watch is now going to invade, you know, we're not going to march south. There's no way. No, he, but, you can't. No, they don't have the men. They didn't have the men to fight Mance Raider, right? There's no way they have the men and, to, to and, and weather. Gior would not have allowed it either. Gior Mormont, no way. No. Um, it's interesting, though, right, what, because I'm not saying, not to, I don't want to get too, like, fan theory, you know. Esque. I don't want to stray too far, but the possibilities of, of and the consequences of John knowing that he's a Targaryen, I feel like negate a lot of his character development, right? Like, if Ned were to just say to him, okay, you're not my son, you're my sister's son, right? That's It legitimizes him as a Northerner and a Stark, but it still doesn't, I believe, for a lot of John's character development, it's about he doesn't feel welcome at Winterfell. Right. He wouldn't have felt welcome if he had stayed, if he had gone south with Ned, even if that was offered. He wouldn't have felt, you know, safe or, or necessarily as if he was part of the family or the group if, if he went to King's Landing. The Night's Watch was like, you know, something he could make the choice to be a part of and where he could find a place to belong. Uh, and he thought it was something that it wasn't, right? That it was this, you know, this great order of defenders of the realm and it turned out to be, you know, murderers and rapists. But it, it, it's his first, but that's his first choice to seek out like a place to belong. I feel like a lot of the narrative around John is about how he doesn't want to be a king, he doesn't want to be a lord, you know, he doesn't want to be this great, grand, important person. He just wants a place where the people accept him, yeah. respect him as he's earned it, not because of a name or anything. Because that, that's how he was raised. He yeah. was raised knowing he's a bastard, knowing that he has. No, no right lands, to no Winterfell. titles, yeah. no money, nothing. Yes. Which is the same as everyone at the Wall. They abandoned all of it, even if they had it. Well, yeah, and exactly. He saw what Benjen went to the Wall, right? And that's because Benjen was going to be last in line. So John yeah. felt, you know, I'm not going to inherit anything, right? Even if, you know, even if I was trueborn, you still have, you know, the order of succession, Mm-hmm. So he knows that the only opportunity he has to make anything of himself is to go to the wall just like his uncle did. Yeah. And, you know, going back to what, imagine King Robert never got killed by a boar. Yeah. Pouring and boring and drinking, right? <laughs> the last two got him or however the yeah. saying goes. But, you know. Well, I, you know, it, Ned's mercy killed the king. <laughs> 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 exactly <laughs> but imagine king robert never died and uh ned served loyally as hand of the king and uh during a visit back to winterfell for a feast john came down from the wall and that was the next time that he saw ned and then ned told him 
and John's protected by his Night's Watch vows, so it's not like anyone can get involved. I really don't think, even if King Robert found out, that he would do anything about it. I don't think, you know, as much as Robert is obsessed with killing every last Targaryen, it's his best friend Ned, right? And... You know, I'm sure he would be pissed at Ned for not telling him because Robert does have an obsession with knowing everything and being in power, right? That's why he mm-hmm. was he was scared of the Dothraki possibly crossing the sea because Daenerys had a, a, a kid in her stomach. I don't think Robert would have done anything. First of all, he's protected by his Night's Watch vow. Second of all, you know, it's his best friend's sister's kid. I... I, I you would you would hope King Robert wouldn't do anything there. I'd hope so, but it's I mean half of Robert's motivation for getting rid of all the Targaryens is because they took Lyanna away from him. Now he's going to find out that the bastard kid is actually the son of the woman he loved at, by the dude he hates and the whole family that he wants to kill just because of the stealing the woman. Yeah. Right now it's I mean it, it I don't know I don't think Robert's. I mean, if he Got did that, on straight. if he did that, he would lose the North, though, wouldn't he? I would that not be enough to uh, Ned says, okay, yeah, Robert, you found out that John is not my bastard, and in fact, he's the son of Rhaegar and Lyanna. Mm-hmm. W- wouldn't Robert know that if he then proceeded to kill him, which would not be allowed, obviously, even under oath of the Night's Watch? He, he, there's no way Ned, as much as honorable, right, and loyal he is to his king, there's no way he would stand by and let that happen. Because Ned clearly showed his priority that his promise to Lyanna is of greater importance than any duty he serves to his king. He's already yes. shown that. Yes. So wouldn't he just be pick up and leave and say, F this? You know, you, you're not killing him. You can't kill him. And if he did kill him, I think he would not... You would no longer serve his hand of the king. And you go back to Winterfell, shove his head in the snow. <laughs> go back to Winterfell! I don't know if he'd lose the north, though. I think certainly the, the, the trust would be lost, but I don't know the whole kingdom. Uh, if Ned wanted the entire kingdom to leave, they... Absolutely, the, the northern, they would have followed it. The northerners 100% follow... All of them. Yes. Every, there is no northern lord in any season who says anything bad about Ned Stark besides, you know, the fact that he got his head cut off. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that, that's his worst quality is being decapitated. You know what's actually very surprising about Ned Stark? So he had his older brother, Brandon, correct? Mm-hmm. Ned, when he was raised, was not raised to be a leader. He said no, he's himself, not. He was raised to be a soldier. Because he's not firstborn. Exactly. Yet it seems, like you said... Everyone likes him and will listen to him and respects him. And he turned out to be a great leader and he knows what a great leader makes, right? He would bring Rob, his his son Rob, you know, at a young age to all these different meetings and, you know, being present at discussions because he knows that's how it works. Like, I'm going to need to teach you now how to come leader from someone who was raised to be a soldier, Trained to kill, he said to Cersei. And Cersei said, and so was I. No, she wasn't. <laughs> Cersei's, Cersei's piece of work. Um, yeah. 
No, I got nothing about that. And, and I mean, that's it. But they, I mean, Rob and John mirror that. Where John doesn't think he's a leader. He's, I mean, he's not firstborn when he still thinks he's uh, Ned's kid. Right? He's jealous of Rob, and then Rob dies. And then the Nor- he has to convince him, but the Northern Lords do for, you know, an episode rally around him. Yeah. And then the start of the next season, because the writing sucked, they're all suddenly going to Sansa. Oh, Sansa. Oh, we can't let him go to Dragonstone and find the only resource capable of killing White Walkers. Don't let him do it. Well, we expected that of, of the Northern people, that they're going to be stubborn. However, I would have at least liked that delayed a couple seasons. I would have liked to just see King in the North, Jon Snow, a full season as King in the North. That would have been great. That would have been great. At least. That would have been great. A full season of, of him being the actual ruling power in the North. Yeah. Because why, I mean, why, why else did they elect him? Right? I mean, Rob had more than a season of being king. Mm-hmm. It, it, the only good part about the writing from D&D was the fact that the Rob Stark being named King in the North concluded the end of a season. Jon Snow being named King in the North concluded the end of a season. It happened in, you know, similar fashions, just impromptu. It's not that they even were like, oh, we need to elect a king now. It's just like, you know what? You know, Rubbing the only man I need to bend my knee to right here, pretty much, you know? And But going back to Ned for a second and the <laughs> promise he made, I'm in the middle of reading the books. I'm literally almost halfway through, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on book three. Yeah. And in book one, how many times did you see those italicized words, promise me, Ned, promise me? And when Ned, you know, was kind of in and out of a coma because of his, what Jamie Lannister, that shit he pulled in the middle of the streets, yeah. he would have these dreams going back to what the show pretty much calls the Tower of Joy, right? And I think the books call it that once. But in the show, it's clear what the promise was. The promise was to look over Jon Snow Aegon Targaryen. In the books, the books obviously have not gotten there. I don't think you'd be spoiling spoiling anything for me. Do you think that when the books continue, if George R. R. Martin could ever push out another book? (laughs) If he could get his act together. Yeah, do you think it means the same thing? Looting all the way back to book one, did George R. R. Martin know that that was going to be, you know, does it mean the same thing as it does in the show? I really think it does, and if there's going to be a difference, it's going to be more, not less. I don't think it's going to be like, promise me you'll watch over him, and what's interesting for me about the promise is that Liana in the show is very adamant. You have to protect him. You can't, Robert will kill him. Right. Comes out of her mouth. And, and... Of course, the only reasonable way to bring a baby home is for Ned to say it's a bastard child. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Which probably killed him inside. A hundred, definitely killed him inside. We had turmoil about it. He would have never promised John to talk about it. his mother. He would have never, you know... He, it's weird. In the show, we don't get a lot of Ned and John, mm-hmm. but there's, there's, there is more to it in those few interactions that we do see. And the books even said they had that, a good connection. Yeah, they have a good because he loves that kid. Yeah. Right? He loves him like it's his own son. It's it's he's not John's not his kid, but he does. Um oh 
God, promise me, Ned. I like how the show did it with, you know, Robert will kill him. You need to keep him safe. I think in the books, maybe not more provisions on it. She was literally dying. Yeah. But but I don't know if if the conversation would have just ended there. Because he does go to the Tower of Joy with Howlin' Reed, right? Yeah, yep. Howlin' Reed's there. Who Mira's else is, father. Who else is there who lives? Because Howlin's the one who stabs Arthur Dane in the back, right? Yeah. Yes. Are those the only two left alive? Yes, they were. I remember I, I remember Ned had a dream about it in, in book one, and he was saying how it was, what, six or eight on two? Yeah. And, it, and only two survived from his cause. Yes. It was yes. him and, and I think you're him right. Him and Howlin. Howlin. Yeah. That's, so I thought... I read the books years ago. Not all of them. I didn't, but I don't even remember where I fucking stopped anymore. But <laughs> the promise, because Ned's not around to talk about it, Bran seeing it in the show was, was, was I guess it was cool, but I, I didn't think it was natural for Bran to come back and suddenly he has memories of being Bran Stark, but it, it so completely detaches him that he no longer sees the significance of hiding certain things from certain people. I can't imagine that Bran, with the full memories of the Three-Eyed Raven and all things, would like completely lose himself just because he's like not a character at that point. That's so why I don't. I mean, we're not going to talk about season eight now. Yeah, in this or episode. Bran or Bran, <laughs> but like I, I don't like that whole part with it. I thought I thought it was building up to Howland Reed coming back. Really? Yeah, because it, they, we don't see his castle. We don't see. Oh, is it Deepwood Mott? No. Howlin' Reed? Howlin' Reed's what? Oh, I don't remember the name of it. Something Keep. It's the one that moves. Because uh, remember, he's a green seer. Yes. Or a warg. A frog eater also. Yes. So, Not, <laughs> sounds so weird out yeah. of context. Um, I thought, if anything, I didn't really have a specific prediction about if Promise Me Neb is going to have anything else to it, just that if anyone would know, it would be Howland, and that would be how he would be reintroduced to the plot. Yeah. Because he is important. And he is absolutely. He is alive. I mean, Ned would be dead he's, with without him, right? But he's also alive. Yes, because we ha- we have Mira in the show. Yes, and that's Howlin' Reed's daughter. Yeah, and Jojen. And Jojen, we have we have the kids of Howlin' Reed, and he never shows. I thought that was lazy. Whatever. I got. We can't go into I, all this stuff. I I I, I agree <laughs> with you there, dude. And and the whole promise me thing too. Could you imagine? We don't actually think enough from Ned's perspective on this and it's a shame that's why you know there's no that ned died so early that we didn't get to see this imagine the strings that are being pulled on his duty and honor the fact that his his sister his own blood told him to promise something right and you're first of all you're a northern person so the fact that a anyone in the north tells you to do something you do it b it's his own sister it's his own blood dude she told him promise me and then, okay, well, he's fighting for King Ro- or for Robert Baratheon, who then becomes king. Okay, the king clearly wants all the Targaryens dead. That's why he says, you know, you shouldn't be killing Daenerys. Like we're talking about killing a baby. Uh, and then that's when Robert's like, "You think honor is what keeps these kingdoms together? Fear, fear." <laughs> so, but you can obviously tell. I think Ned in his goal there with saying, don't kill a baby, you know, you're better than that. Or what do you, the Robert I know wouldn't have been scared of a baby, an unborn child. Yeah. It, it, 
it's almost preemptively saying, you know, I'm trying to walk you down from this rage just in case somehow, some way you have ever found out that John is a Targaryen, that maybe at some point you would not be so obsessed with killing Targaryens. Because if I can convince you now to not be obsessed with killing Targaryens, then it makes me a lot less worried that you would find out and then kill John. Or at some point it can come up without an extreme reaction. Yes. It, that, I you think know, that if would, anyone finds out. I think that's part of the goal right there. So, yeah, man, and, the, and this goes to the Maester. Um, Let's go. Maester Maester Raymond. Raymond. I was going to say it the whole time. I'm sitting here waiting. Right. Not to quote Maester Raymond, but <laughs> I got to. Oh, <clears throat> Duty is the death of love. <laughs> Kill the boy, Jon Snow. And let the man be born. If we killed, or if we beheaded every man, <laughs> when <laughs> went to the small town brothel, <laughs> the, the wall would, would be manned by a headless man. Maester Raymond needs an entire episode. I need a whole prequel series of Maester Raymond in King's Landing acquiring the ability to tell when someone's lying. <laughs> Mr. Raymond. I am acting commander. <laughs> Where did you acquire such an ability, Mr. Raymond? <laughs> I grew up in King's Landing. <laughs> he, like, is blind and, like, trying to walk out. Like, King's Landing. Oh, that's really offensive. <laughs> no, but, I mean, <laughs> it's true, dude. He was so true. Love is the, the death, death of duty, duty right? And, and... In Ned Stark's case, because we could talk about that for he loves John his sister. and for everyone he else. He loves John. Yes. He he But he has a it, duty to be loyal to his king. Yes. And and I guess it comes down to this. Ned died because of honor. He died yes. because of honor, I yes. think. So in his mind, what is more honorable? You know, pro- fulfilling the promise that I had that I had made because of love. Or obeying my king. What is more honorable than that? And I would say 99% of the time, Ned would choose, in, in every scenario, he would choose obeying his king rather than love. But in th- this is the only instance in which he chose love instead of obeying the king. I mean, we saw Catelyn didn't want him to go down, right? No. Every time a Stark has gone down to, gone south, south. it has not worked out. Never ended well. <laughs> Yet he did it anyways because his king told him to. His king could literally tell him anything, except Ned wouldn't even want his name associated with killing the with killing Daenerys Targaryen. He said, "I'll have no part in it." And then Robert's like, "Yes, you will. You're handing the king." And then he's like, pulled off his pen. He didn't even want to be associated with it. So, for once, Ned's putting love higher than obeying his king. Okay, well, I would argue the entirety of hiding John's identity is putting love over obeying his king. Yeah. Which is during the rebellion onwards. Mm-hmm. He, I don't, I think all the Starks and we should definitely, we'll have an episode about that later, but every single Stark is honor bound to their duty, but has their largest flaw is in what they love. Yes. I, and I would say starting with Ned if you look at him as the baseline in, in terms of duty and honor, it, he has so much duty and honor to a fault, right? Whereas as you kind of elevate, you, I know John technically is not a Stark, but you know, 
he has an intelligent type of honor and duty where he's like, yes, I'm, you know, uh, I'll break this rule that I'm really not supposed to because I think in the end it's the right thing to do. So, you know, we won't get into John, but I think John is more obsessed with doing the right thing rather than doing what the honorable thing is. Whereas Ned will do what the honorable thing is. He had that conversation with Cersei, dude. He he must be the biggest lunatic in the world to warn her yeah. that he's going to tell King yeah. Robert. I mean, that literally is getting yourself killed because of honor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you made it. You made an enemy of the entire Lannister house. What in incentive one did he have None. to tell her just to keep them honor, safe? Though, right? Well, because he didn't want. He wanted Joffrey, Tommen, and Cersei not to be killed, and he thought that would be the honorable thing. They to could do. run away. Tyrion offers Jamie the same thing with Jamie and Cersei in season eight for them to run away. Yeah, and and, and right that goes <laughs> to what Varys said. In the dungeon, mercy killed the king. The, your mercy killed the, the fact that Ned. Well, was it mercy, or was it Ned thinking that it was an honorable thing to do? To warn them, so that kids didn't get killed. I kind of think it's the honor one more than mercy. It's the honor. That's the same reason he turned down Renly, right? Yes. I will not be uh, capture or, or scaring boys in the middle of the night when. You know, during Robert's last days. But was it an honorable thing to do for Ned to change Robert's will from saying from my son Joffrey to my lawful heir? Is that honorable? That's not what Robert told him to write down. No. So it's very conflicting because in one sense, Ned thinks it's an honorable thing to warn Cersei, which ended up killing the king. But then on the other hand, Ned chooses the unhonorable option of changing the will. Obey your king. He should have written Joffrey if he is so honorable. So that's what got him killed yeah. is, is kind of being mishmashy at the end. One, yes. Yeah. Um, but that goes back. I mean, Ned's kind of conflict. He has the moments where he flips between, I mean, begins with him tell John about the watch. Right. He he could have should easily, he have it, it he probably made his life a thousand times easier knowing that he was safely in the Night's Watch with his own brother. I don't think Benjamin didn't tell him either. Benjen, I don't think either of them have a kid. should have told John what the watch really is because yes, it is the safest place for John, but I think. A little bit of realism would have, wouldn't have killed it, you know. Like you don't have to say everyone in the Night's Watch is a murderer, rapist, a thief, but you can say it's that cold as hell, that <laughs> and your your best friend's gonna be four hundred pounds, <laughs> and every time he holds a sword, he gets his ass kicked. Yup, and uh, <laughs> somehow he kills a fucking White Walker, and 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 name. Uh, a kid that's not yours, little Sam. By the way, not that anything's wrong with that, but the kid that's not his was his <laughs> girlfriend's father's, father's husband. <laughs> well, father husband, right? Yeah, father her father, slash husband. Yeah, her father husband. Father husband's child. So, yeah. how about that? That he that he she didn't want thrown to the walkers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I, I if I'm Sam, dude. <laughs> 
I'm taking that kid and I'm saying, here, take him. Take him. That's the sacrifice. Night King, hello. <laughs> Do you need a new White Walker? And I then, got this incest baby for you. And then Sam goes back to Gilly and he's like, oh, man, I'm sorry about your kid. Oh, uh, God, I love little I, Sam. I, I can't, I can't I believe he's gone. I guess we have to make a new one now. Uh, oh, no. Oh, God. How do you do that again? With your mouth? Uh, uh, and then that whole conversation with John and Sam never happens where he says he's jealous. Yeah. Because he just lies to Gilly <laughs> <laughs> for like a season or two. Dude, Sam said that John didn't know where to put it with Roz. Oh, that was really funny. That was really <laughs> funny. I think they could, look, this is going to sound bad, but they could have been like, oh, hey, John, the wall's not really funded well. That's not lying. It's not. The wall is like really strapped for resources and people. I think the wall would have been way cooler if they had like a thousand, a thousand of them. The like wall, then, then the I, glory days of the Night's Watch must have been so fucking badass. It was like just <laughs> dudes ranging the walls, manned. Yeah. The castle not falling they're killing, apart. They're killing wildlings they're killing left and right. <laughs> just in a circle of like a hundred thousand wildlings. Even Benjamin's like, I know how to find the wildlings and I know how to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin's got the, the swingy thing, dude. He swings yes. that shit in a circle. Can you imagine how many wildlings he must take out with that? Oh, dude. <laughs> enough to save John <laughs> and enough to save Bran. <laughs> <laughs> dude, from, dude from, imagine how Night's Watch where Grey Guard is manned. Oh my. Or where like the Shadow Tower exists. Exactly. <laughs> dude, then Jonos wouldn't have been such a little bitch. Yeah, he would have been refused. like, okay, I'll be head of Grey Guard. That castle's got heating. Yeah, that'd be a pretty <laughs> cool thing to do. Yeah. Also, okay, not to be on Jonos' side for a minute, but John was about to send him with like six dudes to go man abandoned Grey Guard. Yes. Well, it was. I think it was probably to kill him pretty much right oh absolutely yeah <laughs> I mean, get him away from him yeah okay i don't i don't we shouldn't delve too much into this but you've already brought it up with sending people away uh john should have listened to stannis when sending away uh sir alistair he said you should send him to you know far to uh man a castle pretty much along the wall yes and then wasn't john like keep your friends close and your enemies closer and then stannis was like that person probably didn't have many enemies or something like that my issue with the john alistair i don't even want to say friendship and i was about to it's like not even but it's, they're not enemies either relationship. The, the relationship between john and alistair thorne is just like Sir Alistair was, he names him First Ranger. I think he that should have been enough to turn the tide in that relationship. Should have. But even if it's not, he knows Sir Alistair is so useful. Yeah. He's been manning the wall since the last winter. It's been a long time since there was a winter, like 20 years, 30 years. He was in his swaddling clothes, he probably, would. last time there was a winter. <laughs> I mean, when Sir Alistair was eating people beyond the wall, John was being, you know, uh, well, I mean, I was about to say, like, well cared for, but it was Catelyn. So he was, you know, oh, dude, he was just laying there. She, she wished him dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then she felt bad about and it. And then because he, he got a pretty bad fever. Yeah. And then she's like, he got the pox. I swear to God, I'll treat him really well. If, I pray if you save to the him. seven. And yeah. And then she made that little Christmas reef thing to try and protect. And then, and then so it worked. Then and then the she still hates him. Yes. <laughs> which it works. Is, and Catelyn. Which is why the, Rob died. The, it's true. <laughs> The gods, <laughs> the gods were like, yeah, well, we need a sacrifice now. You, 
you oath breaker. <laughs> Although I'm sure the you seven broke gods are packed. So <laughs> we're going to kill you and we're going to kill Rob and Rob's child and his wife. And we're going to make you think your daughters are dead <laughs> and your sons. And Theon is going to get his dick chopped off. Yep. Never break your oath to our imaginary seven gods. Yeah, I, I, I bet the seven gods, though, don't really care about uh, honor. They don't seem like the honor. No, the right. Sept of Baylor didn't give a fuck. No, the uh-uh. High Septon, the High Sparrow, sorry, didn't care at all about honor. Here's a quiz for us right now, <laughs> uh-huh. live while recording. Let's name the seven. The Warrior. The Smith. The Smith. The Mother. The Mother. The Father. The Father. The Maiden. The Maiden. We have Stranger last. Stranger Who is the seventh. We did this a week ago. I thought it was the judge or something that we forgot. Someone's probably screaming right now. There's someone right now in in the audience. Warrior freaking Smith, mother, out. father, war. No, Warrior Smith. Smith, mother, father, maiden, maiden. Warrior Smith, Warrior Smith, mother, father, maiden, stranger. The crone. We always forget the crone. Every oh time we forget God. the crone. It might be because I have no idea what a crone is. It sounds so similar to a crow. I gotta look up crone. I think isn't isn't crone uh like a widow kind of or no? What is a cr- I'm on Google. Are you on Wicca uh, Game of uh, Thrones uh, Wiki? Yep, Game of Thrones Wiki, yep. The crone is an aspect of the seven. She represents wisdom and foresight. She is often represented as a wizened old lady yeah. carrying a... Oh, yeah. It's like... Um, a widow. It's a widow. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I don't think Ned is wishy-washy and like flipping between love and duty. More so that he's... He's he's been compromised since the uh, since the uh, rebellion. Right? He, he acts with honor in what he does and tries to uphold his duty. But as soon as John came into the picture, he's had to make allowances just because. And I feel like him making allowances and sometimes not following his king is more following his code of ethics than if he were to just be honest about everything except for John. I think I think the new the new kind of value system he adopted after John was. I have this one lie for family for love. And so when it comes to my duty, as long as it doesn't, you know, just intrinsically harm the realm, I'm allowed to put my family first. And I don't see a problem with that. And I think it's the same reason he protects Gendry and mm. Edric Storm because, and doesn't tell, you know, Cersei or make anyone aware that the bastards are around and haven't been snuffed out yet because he it, he's allowed to make that allowance for himself. Yeah. My thing on Ned, I think that all the actions that he does and, and what ends up getting him killed is because he was covering up for John and keeping the promise that he made to Liana. I think that the promise he made to Liana and having to do something that is breaking his duty influences almost every other decision that he makes because he thinks man, I maybe did something that broke my duty. So for the rest of time, I will always do something that seems honorable and dutiful because I pride myself on having so much honor. And the fact that I did something where, you know, I'm lying to my king, I will, without thinking, 
always follow follow the honor from now on. Always follow the duty because I'm not going to make any more exceptions. You know, I am I am a man of honor. Yes, I, I made this one promise to my sister. But besides that, I will go to the grave doing something that is honorable. And that's that's what he did. And so I think every decision that he made, right? So even if it's about uh, trying to protect Daenerys, he doesn't want her killed. It, it has some tie to John. Whether it's, uh, you know, he took off, he, he gave up being handed the king. That was for John. He told Cersei about getting out of town because it involved her children. And in the back of his mind, he wanted to, he knew, okay, well, I'm saving a child by doing so. You know, I'm going to give her the same chance. That's pretty honorable to do. And then he changed the will that Robert wrote to say my rightful heir because he thinks that's the, the, the honorable thing to do. He didn't listen to Renly because he thought, well, birthright, that's the honorable thing to do. I'm, I'm going with Stannis. Meanwhile, Stannis doesn't give a shit and is on Dragonstone and... Ha- nice motorcycle in the background. Actually, it was a really nice motorcycle. Song. Yeah, but you know what I mean? It's I think every thing that Ned does is influenced by the fact that he's covering up for Lyanna. I agree with that. And it kills him. It kills him. It kills him inside and it literally kills him. actually gets his head cut off. Should we do a poll for what people want for the next episode? And if we don't get enough responses, we just pick? Yes. All right. I think you want to each, you and I both pitch one, and then sure. if anyone texts us, we'll think about it. I want to talk about why, like, just maybe this isn't good for an episode two, but my hot take, I think Stannis should should have, should have been king. I love Stannis. Wow. I love Stannis Bradley. I fucking love Stannis. Stannis and, the Man. Do you watch the Stannis <laughs> the Man yeah, video? Yes. <laughs> Until he starts. Fewer. What? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you should know what that came from, what scene that was. Until he starts killing, you know, his uh, kid. I, I love him. Yes. Until the blood magic Until shit. that. Oh, my God. Man. What a man. I, I do like that idea. My other ideas were we do something on Davos similar to how we broke down Ned because I think Davos is such a great- I like him, too. Great character. He is. And then also someone who died early on, too- we talked about, um, you know, Lord Commanders of the Night's Watch, the 997th, because for most of the show, he seems like a great guy, but then he covers up certain things, like knowing what Craster does, and that's yeah. why the mutineers also revolted against him, because he took a lot of, you know, he was willing to be Craster's bitch, pretty much. Those, those are my two ideas, and we'll release the poll. Absolutely. Okay. All right. We need to play an exit song. Oh, oh yeah, we do. We need to play an exit Absolutely. song. Absolutely. Here we go. Hold on. Is it going to be Reigns of Castamere? What's it going to be? Don't actually just surprise me. Okay. Uh, here we go for, for Ned Stark.
this should give you chills, man. <laughs> I have goosebumps right now. <laughs> Absolutely do. But the Mace Raymond quotes also give me goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. What do you What do you picture right now as you listen to this? Do you remember when um? I'm not just like Ned limping around the Capitol, but like before he was limping. I don't know. Just like I just. The scenes of like Ned and like Jory and stuff. Like, yeah. This just reminds me of like not even dialogue heavy scenes, just like him just being around. See, mine's so unfortunate because those are happier things. Mine is John just riding away on a horse north of the wall forever. Gone. To conclude it. I hate that ending. <laughs> I hate that, I hate that ending. It makes sense for me a little bit, just because like the literally the free folk. But too yeah. soon. About about eight seasons too soon. About eight seasons too yes. soon. What would John have looked like or Kit Harrington have looked like in twenty twenty six? Pretty much what eight more seasons would look like or twenty twenty seven. Okay shit. <laughs> but not look Yeah, good. I think he'd still look good. He yeah, went to rehab. You know I actually I do know that. <laughs> I knew that because I started growing my hair out. And my mother, like, I was telling her about it. And she was like, why the fuck haven't you cut your hair? And I was like, I'm going to look like Jon Snow. And she came in, like, waving her phone at me. And she was like, Jon Snow's a depressive alcoholic <laughs> in, in rehab. And I was like, shit. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Uh-oh. I mean, can I, I'm going to be pre-that. I'm going to be washer and, on the and wall. And he shaved his head during and quarantine, I, too. I saw she also came in with that. She was like, and he's bald. I was like, ah, oh, double whammy right in the heart. It felt like two of the st- of the six stab wounds when they killed John. Yeah. Are you glad that he dates Egret in real life? I'm married. Married that he's married to Egret in real life. Same thing. Yeah. You are. Yeah. Did Sansa give birth to a child yet, or is she still pregnant? In real life? Yeah. I think so. He's still pregnant. July she gave birth. Wow. Yeah, wow. Willa Jonas. Willa? W-I-L-L-A. Alright, that's it. Alright, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, stay tuned for bloopers. Very. This is a Game of Thrones podcast. Featuring Jane Gatsman and Andrew DeSino. Today's episode, we are Ned Redcross. Featuring such topics as what Ned have told John We're not cutting that, so... (laughs)
<laughs> we're really off to a great start. Absolutely.